Good morning, everybody. Good to have you along with us. A new report from the Canadian Medical Association Journal is sounding the alarm on what could be a difficult summer for ERs across the country. The report, which came out on Monday, said the summer could be exhausting and precarious for healthcare workers as staffing shortages continue to strain resources. The fact we have staffing shortages is not new. The province has taken steps, but... Is it enough? You may remember that back in April, we talked to Second Street Research about their work that showed nearly 2,000 nurses from Ontario commute regularly to work in Michigan. Well, on Tuesday, Second Street released a follow-up that shows 10,000 doctors and nurses are working in the United States, with the majority of them living in Ontario. Colin Craig is the president of Second Street and joins us now. Thanks for your time today. Well, thanks for having me, Devin. I I haven't really seen anyone looking into this the way you guys have. Uh, what have you found? Well, we yeah, we looked into this because we didn't see anyone else that had done the research. So we thought we'd talk with border states right across Canada. So states like New York, Michigan, Minnesota, North Dakota, all the ones along the border to see how many licenses they've issued for doctors and nurses who have uh, Canadian mailing addresses. And what we found was that uh, overall it was just under 10,000. And so it's it's a decent-sized number when you consider that uh, so many parts of the country have shortages of doctors and nurses, and obviously Ontario is no exception. And of the, the 10,000, the majority of them were in Ontario, right? Yeah, that's that's correct. It was uh, over 6,000 that were in the Ontario area. And in some ways, it's it's to be expected. Ontario's a little bit unique in that you have two major urban centers that are right near the U.S. border. Of course, referring to Windsor and then uh, St. Catharines and the Niagara Falls area. And then obviously some workers in the London area as well are also able to to commute and uh, work in the United States. So, the, you know, one thing about the data is that uh, we don't know exactly what the situation is of these nurses and doctors. We know from our study looking into nurses working in Michigan that uh, the majority of them were actually commuting across the border to work in Michigan. But there were some that told us, no, we're actually, I, I, I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'd like to work there in the near future. So this could be the case of maybe someone who's in the process of trying to uh, work in the U.S. And one thing I would just note for your listeners is that we only looked at border states. If, if we had spoken with California and Texas and Florida and maybe some other larger uh, U.S. states, no doubt they've uh, recruited thousands of Canadian workers as well. Well, just to, to build off that, I mean, how easy is it to get some of these numbers? Is it possible some of these numbers could be even higher based on uh, how much information is shared? Uh, in, yeah, in some cases, they didn't. The data wasn't good, essentially, uh, and you know, we we took a lowballed approach to uh, uh, the data that was available. It's a, it's a bit complicated, but anyway, it's. If anything, these numbers are lowballed. They could be a little bit higher. I don't think they'd be a lot higher from border states. But if you did include the remaining 40 or so other states, then no doubt the numbers would rise uh, significantly. When we talked back in April, we were looking at you know nurses and specifically who commute to work in Michigan. The numbers then were high. These are much higher. So were you surprised at all by this? Maybe not the fact that we have thousands of nurses and doctors here, but this is uh, quite a large number, and as you say, it might even be, you know, kind of lowballed. Yeah, you know, just given the exercise we went through uh, previously with the other report, these these weren't too, too surprising. 
Um, you know, I think where you end up with the, the commuting situation the most would be places like Ontario, Quebec, and then also in uh, British Columbia too. They have a large, several large urban centers that are right near the border, so it's it's easy for them to uh, for those workers to to cross and work in the U.S. It was interesting to see some of the responses from nurses though when we surveyed them about why. I mean, intuitively think, okay, well they're going there for the money. And in some cases, that's true. They can earn more income. But the, the main reason why nurses told us why they were work, working in uh, Michigan, at least, was because of availability of work. And so the Canadian system can be a little bit rigid. Nurses, Some nurses told us that they were offered part-time work, and then they could take on more shifts to get to a full-time income. And a lot of them just said, no, they don't want that hassle. They want full-time employment. They want a predictable schedule so they can plan their lives and not have to worry about when they're picking up shifts or not. And so, um, you know, one one lesson from this is that uh, there's an opportunity for governments to, I think, listen to healthcare workers a little bit more and try to figure out how they can recruit some of these workers so address their concerns. But in Ontario, you have the government contracting with private clinics, and uh, those clinics are providing services to patients and uh, the public system at no cost. But those clinics might be a little bit more nimble and able to respond to the needs of workers because uh, they'll be less bureaucratic. They don't have to worry about, you know, union rules and so forth when it comes to negotiating something with these workers directly that the workers want. So ultimately, it means more more choice for workers. So that, that could be a benefit. We'll have to see how that materializes as these uh, clinics start to ramp up. Yeah, I, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about. What, you know, could we do to entice uh, them back or to entice them to stay and not leave? Maybe those private clinics, uh, you know, open opportunities or kind of speak to some of the concerns that uh, that you've heard, in particular from the nurses, and can and can be that stepping stone to building up and, and dealing with some of these uh, shortages that we've had. Yeah, well, I, I think ultimately, if you think about it, people that work in healthcare are like the rest of us. If, if you want to go out and apply for work, you want to have a lot of choices, right? You want to have lots of different options. Because it means that you know, you might end up with higher pay, but you might find an employer that can provide the work environment that you're looking for. Uh, it's, it's a numbers game. So by having more clinics in the healthcare system in Ontario, uh, it ultimately means more choice for workers. So like I said, on the surface, it certainly seems like it, it, it's a positive move. And uh, we'll have to wait and see if, if maybe they're able to recruit some of these workers. But there's a huge opportunity, whether you're looking at the public or private sector in Ontario, in terms of healthcare for those those bodies to uh, start reaching out to these nurses. And one of the interesting things is that, at least with the, the case of Michigan uh, workers who are in the nursing sector, uh, the contact information is public. So, you know, these healthcare bodies can pick up the phone or <laughs> email them and try and track some of these workers down and try to convince them. It makes it a little bit easy for them. Uh, I would hope there is urgency on the behalf of governments and, and hospitals and clinics and whatnot uh, based on some of these shortages. If not, you know, when you see some of the numbers just last year, 2,500 nurses had their credentials confirmed in the United States, suggests that this is an issue that is going to be lingering for, for a while here if we have that many in one year alone. Yeah, it, that was a surprising figure. and. You know, if you think about it, if if that figure keeps up for seven years, that's an NHL arena sized or an NHL sized arena full of nurses. That's a lot, a lot of people that are in Canada working as nurses who are applying and looking to go to the United States for work. So, 
it's a uh, it, it's pretty sobering statistic when we talk about the fact that uh, right across the country right now the healthcare system is dealing with a shortage of workers whether it's family doctors or doctors in hospitals or nurses or whatever there's there's a real need to uh, be able to retain and recruit staff so that the the system is there for us uh, when we need it and like I say the system being not just the public system but also private options too they're going to need staff as well so well, as I said, I uh, hadn't seen anyone looking into this the way you guys have. Glad you have, and appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Well, thanks a lot, Devin. I always appreciate chatting. That's Colin Craig, president of Second Street. We need to pause. When we return, we'll have more of The Morning Show with Devin Peacock on 980 CFPL.